0: welcome to the suburbs i'm kim
1: i'm juice and this This is is suburban Suburban Podcast. podcast we're just two bougie negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces follow us on twitter at suburban
0: pod all right have fun and enjoy let's get to it the last week So what, what's going on with you bro <laughs> Just So much I feel like and it probably don't even sound Like much to everybody else but I don't know I feel like I've been Having um, Not underlying stress But um, At the same time Underlying stress like Things are stressing me out that I don't think are stressing me out Until like Something else happens, and then I feel like my stress levels went up exponentially because of other things that I didn't think were stress were actually stress.
1: Like, what's what's a good example?
0: Um, right now I'm stressed about money.
1: I understand, bro. <laughs>
0: um, but I'm also just having like this weird riff with my parents, and I don't know if it's just like them being tired of me being in their house because it has been. Facebook reminded me that it's coming up on three years and a couple of weeks, which was never the plan. Um, but it's just like the very slightest thing ticks them off about me. And they both have been like on my neck at the same time, like tit for tat. And I don't know. They they both did some weird shit this past week. Like My mom packed my clothes up to give away without asking me, like while I was at work. I came home and the clothes I had on my bed were gone. And I was like, what? So I'm looking around for him. So I I said, where are my clothes? And she was like, oh, I thought you had those to give away. And I was like, so I I just, I was silent. Because I was angry and I didn't want to be disrespectful. (laughs) Right? Um, Because I'm a Sagittarius and I am fiery as hell. So I was like, okay, the best thing for me to do right now is to just be quiet. So I walked away and she was like, she knew what she was doing. Though. She was she was provoking me, which I think upset me more than anything. It's like, why are you trying to get a rise out of me? Right. Um, so I walked back and I said, Mom, where did you put my clothes? And she finally says, look in the trunk of my car. So. She was trying to like play along the lines that she had already given them away. But even still, she was about to go through with it. And these are clothes that I actively wear now, like to work.
1: What, what was the re- What was the reason?
0: It was just laundry that I had done, um, that I had put on the bed in our spare bedroom. Because um, whenever I'm like doing laundry and cleaning my room and my bathroom and stuff, when I'm doing my cleaning my room, I like to just keep all of my like loose laundry, like things that aren't folded up, out of the way until I can get everything situated. And, um, I had them in the spare bedroom for a couple days, but I mean, no one goes in there, but to her, that's like, that's a huge issue. So I guess it just pissed her off to the point where she was like, she was going to show me, you know? Um, (laughs) so yeah, that was that. And then my dad texted me the same day because I had taken his thermal cup to work. Um, mind you he has thousands of thermal cups uh, And this was yesterday actually He was like um, My cup is missing And I was like I'm sorry I took it to work to keep my Water cold while I'm on the floor um, After today you know I won't use it again I'm just trying to stay out of the way here And he was like no you're missing the point point," And I was like What is the point Nigga <laughs> Like, number one, you at home today. You ain't got nowhere to go, so you don't need no thermal cup for real. And if you do, it's plenty more. Like, what is the I, like to me? It feels like there's an underlying issue that they're being passive aggressive about.
1: You know, what it sounds like it sounds like they have gotten together and decided. Yeah. They gonna run you about the date.
0: Yeah, I know that's what it is. So now they're they're just you know tit for tat with the bullshit and to that kind of stuff to me stresses me out like i rather they come to me directly and say look these are the issues that we're having right straighten up in this area you know you need to tighten up i'll be like okay cool i know what you expect out of me but when you start doing like making small things big things and i'm like what is really the problem what that oprah mean what so what is the truth (laughs) um so, to me, like, that just aggravates me and kind of stresses me because, like I told my dad, I really do just try to stay out of the way. So, when they start finding little things to pick at, I'm like, I am I am hard on myself enough. Like, I'm already always in my head about, you know, shit that I'm trying to get together for myself. So, when, like, little stuff like that is coming at me, like, back to back to back, I'm just, like, over the edge. Right. And... Just a whole bunch of shit, man.
1: Um, a similar thing happened. That's why I get out of my parents' house. Uh,
0: I have to, but th- that's that's why I'm stressed about money.
1: <laughs> I feel like it was just... I felt, I don't know, like uh, one day like my parents got <laughs> something out of my room or something. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, yo, this is enough, bro. And then it was like, I don't know, I just, like, I felt myself getting too comfortable. hmm And I was like, yo, I just got a shake out of this. Yeah. So I started saving money. Like, really, to stockpile of money. Yeah. And then I was, uh, then I just one day after work, I just went looking at apartments. And
0: then, just decided to move up. Yeah, see, I, um, my mama goes in my room all the time, and she's not going to stop. I've talked to her about it. I'm like, I know I'm in your house, but I'm still an adult, and I think I at least deserve privacy. Right. Um, and that she don't give a damn about that, so she's always going to be in my room. I'm pretty sure she goes in my room every damn day, honestly and I don't know what they're looking for or what they think I'm doing or you know whatever that they don't think they can come to me about that they have to be sleuths about I don't know but I don't have that kind of privacy and for me (laughs) I feel like I'm such an independent person that I need that kind of privacy so I it drives me crazy that I don't have it but um saving up for me right now is going to be hard until I get another job and by another job I mean a second job or a better job like I, I swapped out two jobs for one because it was more hourly well more than I've ever made hourly but two incomes my two incomes versus this one is, like I said before, it's a huge pay cut, so it's not really cutting it. Like, I don't have a whole lot of room to save. <laughs> um, and it makes me regret not saving more when I was working two jobs. But at that time, to me, like, I was making the most money that I, have ever, I had ever made, so I was, you know, just being free with it and doing shit that I would never done for myself and, you know, treating myself all the time. And now I'm like, I shouldn't have been so bougie <laughs> I fear you. shouldn't have been so ballery i mean honestly i don't regret like just having fun and treating myself and living my life because living how i was living last year and the year before that i had never been able to do like ever in my life before and you know what i was just having fun and i felt like i deserved it but I have to get out of my parents' house. I'm coming up on 30, and it just feels uh, stifling and stuffy.
1: One thing I have thought about was, um, like, I know, like, I usually joke with you, but I've actually thought about if it would be easier if I was married or single. I mean, then single to save... What do you mean? Oh. Like combined incomes yeah like when I be seeing like some of my friends that are married and stuff it just seems to, like they
0: have so much more freedom with their money don't it right yeah and I was thinking that too
1: and they're not searching I guess for happiness and other things because they have their relationship to mm-hmm. work on and that is a timely thing yep so maybe if I was you know in a relationship even though I know that there are expenses That come from being in a relationship
0: Yeah tax wise especially
1: But at the same time I definitely think that there's a benefit In being in a relationship If not Married in a relationship
0: Yeah I mean There's that I mean when you have that connection With somebody just emotionally I feel like you're more balanced Right you're you able to,
1: you're able to play off of somebody Yeah uh, we have
0: somebody to bounce things off of And you know what I'm saying Relate to or somebody that will understand Or somebody that might even not understand But they, at least they'll listen Whenever you got issues and shit
1: I guess what I'm trying to say is Kim will you
0: marry me? <laughs> 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 well, I, I felt that I saw it in your eyes
1: <laughs> Now but for real Like uh Yeah I think, I think if you move out, it'll help. And you'll feel a freedom. Yeah. Because like, like, when I moved, I was like, yo, this shit, this is dope.
0: Yeah, uh, tell me about it.
1: Now I'm at the phase where, I, fuck, I wish I could move back to my parents' house. <laughs> but see, it's, it's even
0: harder when you when you go and you're on your own and then you revert back. Yeah.
1: The funny thing is... That's
0: I, a weird transition.
1: I was at my, my mom's house yesterday, and then... So, um... Me and my sister were talking or whatever, and we were joking we were like, hey, uh, "Could you imagine moving back in here?" Mm. And it's like, "No, nah, bro, not at this time."
0: Yeah, I I think that's gonna be like a a crucial step to make to kind of turn over a new leaf with my mental health because I feel like they've been draining me more than anything.
1: Because it's added stress.
0: It is like. And it's added stress because I, I honestly don't think, and I think we talked about this before, but I don't think they understand how hard it is. Like I'm working a full time job, and that's not enough for me to be able to survive as an adult. Like if I can barely make it right now, and I ain't got no rent, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying like, but I'm broke. But I'm after I pay my bills, I don't have a whole lot to get me through, or not definitely not as much as what I used to have, but
1: Like, lately, I don't know. I I went through a a weird couple months to where it was, uh, I usually had, I was saving a lot more. Mm -hmm. And then for a couple months, I couldn't get it right. And I was wondering. And then I I realized one day, oh, I'm depressed. That's why I was spending so much money. And then I was like, okay. But lately, I've been able to get back to where I... I usually try to stay. Because for a while I had I was doing really good. I was (laughs) I was buying grocery. Yeah instead (laughs) of eating out. I was cooking (laughs) and doing other adulting things. Yeah. And then I went through a couple months depression. I was like, Yeah.
0: Buying shit to try to fill voids. Yeah. Release endorphins. Yeah. Retail therapy.
1: Alcohol not
0: just like, <laughs> yeah. I need to get back you know, to
1: Drinking is expensive as fuck When you
0: think about it yeah like closing out Bar tabs like doing that Two or three times a week That's easily a hundred dollars
1: That's why if you move out You can just get drunk at home like <laughs> I do
0: I get drunk at home anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, do,
1: your, do your parents ever say anything about you drinking? Uh-huh.
0: Hell no I mean they used to but they know that they can't do nothing about it and I bring home a bottle of wine, and it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. <laughs> that's
1: that's how it was, like with me. But you can tell they were they were easily like, cause neither my, neither one of my parents drank So, like to them, if I drink a beer or two a day, I'm an alcoholic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Let alone I was drinking more than a beer or two a day then.
0: If I finish a regular size bottle of wine in three days, my parents be like, whoa, you need to slow down. I'm like, you do realize it's like four or five glasses in one bottle. So,
1: do you, you pour the big ass goblets or do you I do
0: mean, like, yeah. Duh.
1: <laughs> <grope>.
0: <laughs> Filling the cup up. Not not to the brim, man. I'll fill my glass up halfway though.
1: <laughs> you lying? You know, you need- Again?
0: no i don't fill it up a uh, halfway though i believe in a half halfway glass of wine don't give me no little two three sip <laughs>
1: i try to do it third because it's like most people the first wine glasses i had were huge but uh but yeah now i try to do like a third of one
0: mm-hmm yeah no i'm i'm a halfway halfway kind of girl
1: halfway shorty but um why do i sound better now
0: i don't know but then if you get back there you're gonna feel like you gotta yell
1: Hello. Just weird.
0: but yeah stress stress just took over my body for a while it made my period late I thought I was pregnant Knowing good and damn well I ain't ain't getting nobody's I swear to ask almost every female If her period is late She thinks she pregnant no matter what's going on (laughs) I'm over here like So Did anything happen while I was drunk? Like trying to recall Drunk weekends Like "Hmm." Let me tell you about it Tell you About it Let me tell you. I've been gone Gone so long Just wanna sing. Sing my song. And it definitely Definitely did mine Like everything I was literally Just emotional at everything But I mean Then I realized That it was just Because I was having Two whole weeks of PMS For no reason yeah.
1: I, when I text you that, I mean, when I tweet it and then you didn't give the response to them, you still, was like, let me call a check up this nigga. <laughs> let me text this nigga real quick. Hurt bay.
0: <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I was like, actually, no. And I was at work too. I was like, everyone's getting on my nerves. This nigga sending me this stupid shit. What's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. What is going on? And then the. What triggered me though was cold blooded, and I was like, I'm tired of people calling me that. I'm finna go off, finna I mean, snap.
1: Yo, I, I definitely was like, oh fuck, I think I'm fucked up. It was a trigger word. It was
0: a trigger word for sure.
1: Because what I was talking about was even, it didn't make any sense. I was, I knew that. Yeah. But it was like, yo, let me call a chain on this nigga
0: real quick. Yeah. Then I got my period, and then everything made sense. <laughs> then peace happened. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, that's why I was crying three well, days ago.
1: I think that, uh, I mean, that is, that is a good, um, word of advice. If you do notice somebody is responding active, to things differently. A differently, take a time out <laughs> and check on your people.
0: Check on your folks. But so see, the will was crazy, though, about my responses, even though it was, um, What's the word? I'm not out of character, but it was very straightforward.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that was. What it was about it. It was like, yo, <laughs> okay.
0: Like I don't know. I'm fucking emotional right now. So maybe in a couple hours, when I can cry my eyes out, everything will make sense. Okay, leave me the hell alone.
1: <laughs> I, was like, uh, bro, I wish you could see like the way I reacted. When I was like, <laughs> like I put my phone down and everything and then I got back I was like wait what the fuck like you would have thought I was like you didn't even know how to respond <laughs> you would have thought I would be like yo bitch <laughs> like yo Kim just read the fuck out of
0: me nah it was it was like, definitely it me it
1: definitely would have been better if you had just been like look motherfucker
0: <laughs> call me cold blooded one more fucking time and see what the fuck happened <laughs> right. I'll show you cold blood see that shit just
1: scared the fuck out of me, <laughs> and I'm looking at you, and you
0: laughing, but that <sighs> shit was yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know things will be back to normal now that Aunt Flo is here, and you know hormones are regulated, and you know I'm bloated and having issues, but at least my mental is clear. <laughs> mental clear, skin clear, and eh.
1: this gonna be a real 5 episode. <laughs>
0: Uh, yo. <laughs> this is uh, this is real life shit. The folks know, women know, men know, people know. I'm human. Animals know. <laughs> human out here.
1: Seren sensei she's also found on the grapevine on a couple episodes she's pretty out there but usually i can find like where she's coming from Mm -hmm. but in that video she was
0: i kind of want some more context on it like what happened before that because it seemed like what she posted, there was some stuff that she had said before the clip like, started.
1: Like, she has a channel, so the, the whole episode, I mean, the whole rant thing is on. Oh, okay. It's like a 20-minute rant. She was pretty much saying that she didn't like the idea that continental Africans and, um, uh, Caribbeans, um, often, and, uh, I'm sorry, African Blacks, I'm not African oh. Let's start over. <laughs> All right, continental Africans, uh, European, Black people, and Caribbeans. How some of their opinions about African Americans bother her, and pretty much that she's uh, she's tired of hearing uh, their complaints to Black people living in America. And now I think there's an there's a need for unity in, um, in all people of the, of the African diaspora. Like there has to be a unity there and we have to respect differences within that diaspora. Right. But you can't just come out and be like, yo, all black people do this. All, uh, all, uh, Nigerians do this. And I guess it's part of, part of this is, uh, I'm more aware of it because my uh my nephews actually have Nigerian. Mm. My sister's first husband was uh mm. he was born here, but his uh
0: he's heard parent... about them Nigerian husbands.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, some of that stuff is true. I bet <laughs> But uh yeah. My sister's first husband his parents were born in Lagos and they came here to AM in the seventies and they had him so my nephews are both uh, half Nigerian and their last name is Odie.
0: O-D-E? O-T-I. O-T-I.
1: And my my sister gave uh, my oldest nephew the name of his father and then his middle name is Deshaun which is black as fuck. <laughs> but like when they got married it was a lot of Craziness going on,
0: such as
1: like his his parents didn't like the fact that he was marrying uh, African American Mm. because they they look down on black people. Yes, they do. And my parents didn't appreciate the fact they looked down on them, and
0: it was just a riff.
1: Yeah, like it was it was just chaos. A
0: cultural riff. I've never understood why they. Or are so upset about us being Americans? It's like, do you not understand that we didn't choose to be here?
1: They don't. They don't understand slavery, like to a degree that we do. Like they don't understand
0: why, how.
1: Because you got to think about it, that they're being fed information the same way that we're being fed information about them. Hmm. And. On purpose. It's just like, for the most part, we're only taught negatives about Africa.
0: Yeah, but I wonder what the misstep is about us to them, though.
1: They look at us as being Americanized and being lazy. The same things that some white people look at us and and feel.
0: I mean, yeah, we're Americanized because...
1: No, but they're saying like we're privileged and we don't even work for... What we get. Right.
0: Hmm. (laughs) They don't. They ain't got no idea how what America is Uh, like. Clearly, then.
1: No, and then we don't understand the effects of colonization and uh, colonization over there, and imperialism, and that they also have taken on the the roles of their oppressors in some degrees. What do you mean? In the way that they look at other African. Other people of the African diaspora. Mm. And I feel like they the way had, that
0: they look at themselves too.
1: And they also look at us as the descendants of slaves, meaning not in a good way.
0: Right. We're not pure. Right. We're not.
1: But but black people also well, African Americans we'll say for this conversation to <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to make sense. It, yeah. We'll say African Americans, Continental Africans, and Uh, other people of diaspora they we're such a cultural influence around the world especially to other people that look like us in other places that sometimes um they can't view our culture through a proper lens Mm -hmm. they're looking at it from like they're looking at it as almost as uh They're only looking at the 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 ultra violence and all that other stuff they don't they're not looking at why is it that projects and run down neighborhoods like that usually feature black or brown people hmm and they also don't see those depictions of white people in their in the media and stuff of like broke white people
0: mm so they only see broke black people right and rich white people
1: yeah. And so when they come here, their only ideas about America come from the media. And how many good depictions of black people are there in the media that we press out throughout the world?
0: That sucks.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: But that's another systematic oppressive thing.
1: Yeah. And and it's, it's things that you don't even think about.
0: Yeah. It is because I never, like, I I never thought about it that deep, but I just also never understood why there was such a rift and why they were so why they looked their noses down at us.
1: Right, but it's like we see, especially like like after my sister split up with her first husband and stuff, she kind of she had taken his last name, but she also had kind of a resentment against she didn't view her children as African, even though they are. E- even from us, they're African too. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then, uh, so they, my oldest nephew is more, they they have like, a, I guess, an African cultural collective in Huntsville, Or Nigerian collective, I guess. Hmm. And they, uh, they have parties and they go to weddings and stuff. But, my nephew learns their songs and stuff so but it's it's definitely it was definitely a mixed marriage like a it was it was an interracial marriage
0: that just feels so weird to say
1: I know but it's it's queer cultural differences between and it sucks but I don't know Like, and it also sucks that like we know that my nephews are hearing. I'm sure, like uh, his dad and his dad's parents talk shit about black people and other shit Mm -hmm. when they're around. And then at our house, we talk shit. (laughs) My mom, my sister, did. I try to tell them they gotta they're creating a conflicted relationship with
0: in themselves yeah but. I don't know <laughs> I have so many thoughts I don't I don't how do we bridge the gap because um, we we can't necessarily fix what the media presses out so how do we how do we reach our hands out well, for, I mean, for one, like, their walls have to be, their guards have to be let down, but so do ours.
1: Right. It's gonna take people on both sides to do it though. Yeah. I like guess uh, we're gonna have to. We have to learn about each other. From. We have to learn about each other from each other. From each other, yeah, and not. from the outside right and not from a spectator Mm -hmm. because that view is always going to be tainted towards something but also I also think that uh, like you saw this during when Black Panther came out a lot of the uh, kids who their parents either were from continental Africa and they were raised here Mm -hmm. they were like oh so now it's cool to be African Yeah, and it's like I understand y'all were hurt as kids. Like, somebody African booty scratchers, stuff like immature, mm-hmm. petty things that that hurt as a kid. But you also have to understand, to a certain degree we are we are living in a land that's not ours.
0: Yeah, so we're underrepresented in every aspect.
1: And if somebody is trying to connect to uh who they really are you have to respect that
0: yeah and I feel like that that something like Black Panther could have been a thing that bridged the gap or start to bridge the gap and I, and I
1: think it did in some ways but I think that it's going to take a deeper thing it's going to take doing the real education about also doing the education about America and black people's relationship to America and understanding why black people eat certain things and why black people live certain places. And it's not gonna be easy, but I think we could we could start to understand each other a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't know. <laughs> Life is so complicated. It's so complex.
1: So you didn't know my sister
0: that my nephew's her uh uh I didn't know her her married last name
1: yeah yeah in a small world Wendy went to uh she graduated with
0: really
1: hmm
0: damn it's a small world it is a small world
1: ipa that shit was like seven percent
0: i do not like ipas
1: most people don't to be honest i think
0: it's more of an acquired taste
1: it's a very acquired
0: taste
1: what do you drink
0: um i like lagers i like belgian whites like blue moon With an orange slice (laughs) Uh, I love Kentucky bourbon ale Kentucky bourbon ale is still my favorite They have a blueberry and a vanilla out Right now And the um The blueberry is actually pretty good Um What else I like? I like Truck Stop Honey I
1: like like
0: Fat Tire
1: I got burnt out on Fat Tire Did you? Yeah like when they first brought it here everybody was like fat tires the greatest beer ever yeah and like, that's true I it's I i used to like ranger i
0: They're like rangers
1: the, the original ranger like it was different it's when they were still a smaller brewery mm-hmm. before they got bought out that was like the best beer in the world
0: what was your like staple college beer
1: Like, when we're playing beer pong, it didn't matter. But it was usually just Bud light. Then I think I it's
0: a, PBR for us.
1: You fucking hipster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Two dollar tall, boy.
1: Chance is the one that got me to dr- start drinking Miller Light, And then that, that
0: was my. Like, yeah, I feel like that's white boy beer. <laughs> that's the best tasting. Uh, yeah, that, if I'm going to get a light beer, it's going to be Miller Light.
1: And I didn't, like, at first I was like, man, this I don't like fucking Miller. And then when they changed the cans to what they are now, I was like, this (laughs) shit's looking Um, Yingling, also. Yup. Like, Yingling is probably the first beer that was darker and heavier that I started getting into.
0: Yeah, I think same for me.
1: And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the evolution of my uh, beer drinking through college. (laughs) Whatever was there, then it was Bud Light, then it was Miller Light, and then it was
0: Yingling. Man, we used to, if we were going to be fancy, we would go to our local downtown (laughs) pizza place where they had pitchers of beer for like $6. And I think we would just buy. Like each buy a pitcher. Depending on how many people were in the group. But we used to drink a lot of Shock Top. Um,
1: I did like Shock Top.
0: There was this one beer. What was it called? Killian's. Mm-hmm. Um, drank a lot of that. I feel like Killian's and Shock Top. Were what we were on. And Yingling was like. I just remember lots of pictures of those (laughs) with our pizza. Pizza and beer is like the college kid diet. It really is. And I I actually did um, an art project on consumerism, like college consumerism. And I um, basically filled a, a space with the cardboard from pizza and beer boxes. So it was like lined on the wall, like basically like a wallpaper and like on the floor. Um... And what sucks is like what I was using as an adhesive had melted. So the next day I set it up and the next day for presentation, half of it was like sliding off. And I was so sad because it could have been great. But those are things that you learn in the art world is sometimes your shit just fails miserably. (laughs) (laughs) But pizza and beer is literally what we fucking survived off of in college. I feel like pizza, beer and ramen.
1: You say ramen weird. How did you just say it?
0: <laughs> Raymond. Raymond. Raymond? Noodles. Uh, say ramen. I've always said ramen noodles. I'll my say mom that. says ramen.
1: That's how my mom always said it. That, so that's mm-hmm. what. Um oh, this what was I gonna say? You brought up something funny.
0: College was, pizza.
1: Oh, beer. Um, yeah, pizza and beer. Like, I remember one one year, like, it was a really bad snowstorm here. And so they delayed opening A&M mm-hmm. after uh, winter break. So, when we saw it was getting bad, me and my brother just packed all our shit and went to Chance's House. <laughs> <laughs> and we partied for the next, like, three days. Yeah and so like we got to Chance's house that night we woke up, it was snow everywhere Chance uh, called in to work said he couldn't get out of his driveway <laughs> <laughs> so then <laughs> so of course we got out of his driveway and we drove and we went and we picked up Cody <laughs> and then cause we were saying we were going to go save Cody because Cody was at his sister's house down on Winchester, mm-hmm. so we got Cody. We went to Kroger. We got like twelve frozen pizzas <laughs> and all the beer they had.
0: Damn, y'all wiped <laughs> Kroger out, didn't it?
1: And then we, uh, then we went back to the house and got shit faced for the next two days.
0: That sounds like an amazing time. It was so fun. I miss doing shit like that. Like, I want somebody to throw, like, just an old school college bash.
1: That shit is so badly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, we will all assume that we can drink the same way we used to be able to drink.
1: It'd be like that night at uh, Furniture Factory where everybody was just suddenly, oh. like, drunk as shit at the same time. Did
0: I get wasted that night?
1: Everybody got wasted that night. Did we? You know, Hell, uh, had to be carried out.
0: <laughs> was that the night we ended up going downtown? I think we no, so me we were already down we were downtown before we went to Furniture Factory.
1: Yeah, we all came through.
0: Yeah. Cody was gone. <laughs> Cody be getting in. And his like, dad was too pictures of
1: Cody's dad, like younger. They look exactly
0: Just I think I've seen one and I was like damn never would have suspected because they don't look alike to me right now I don't think Cody looks like either one of his parents him and his sister look alike mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he looks like either one of his parents
1: like from here up all of their cousins they look alike mm-hmm. they all have the same like eyes
0: and everything hmm yep like nose and eyes up yep sure do because him and Chance look so much alike yeah I gotta see. Um, Tori's baby? Yeah. He looks just like Chance. I know. I, I felt that was gonna happen. And then when I saw that his uh, middle name was gonna be, what was his first name? Easton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw his middle name was gonna be Chance, I was like, that's gonna be Chance reincarnated.
1: Like I was holding him the other day, and he looked up, and his eyes were like blue. And I was like, oh
0: my God. Chance reloaded. <laughs>
1: the world ate ready Chance 2.0. <laughs> but yeah so crazy
0: it's, how shit works i
1: know. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, like, how
0: is this shit going to actually work out? Yeah, I don't
1: either. And I'm like, I've been watching reruns of The Office lately. Binge watching it. I love The Office. I'm so much like...
0: Michael Scott. Yes. <laughs> Just out here trying shit. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> Alright, Cat Williams. Trying shit, trying shit. Won't, Won't work. work. Trying tryin shit, trying tryin sh- shit. Switch it up.
1: it's like the greatest show
0: of all time. I love The Office.
1: Because it's so... It's like real life, but it's not real life.
0: It's very real life.
1: Like the characters are like people you know. Yeah. But uh, I relate mostly to Michael. Not Mm -hmm. like the stupid part of Michael, but like the one to be accepted Mm -hmm. part of Michael. Mm-hmm. And the hopeless romantic, like hopeless, hopelessly <laughs> romantic.
0: <laughs> I feel like I relate to Pam, but also Jan.
1: Damn you Jan Livingston cool. <laughs> you Jan Livingston cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you, like Jan?
0: Um. Be- she, you know, sh- she, she had her career together, but she's lonely. So she ends up with a dude like Michael Scott
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was giving her attention and you know, she she got I guess he he didn't weakened her, he broke her down like Steve Urkel. And they were in such a
1: toxic relationship. Bro, that shit
0: was hilarious. <laughs> the episode She they- hated him. <laughs>
1: Party and they're fighting. is the funniest and most cringeworthy thing. It
0: could have worked seen. out though if if Michael wasn't so eager to tell everybody. Because I feel like she at some point she was like okay with it, and then he just started running his mouth.
1: Are you really blaming Michael Scott for <laughs> the reason? That-
0: no, but yes.
1: <laughs> mm. I feel like that it's no way that should ever work it was uh it should not have worked like I understand why it happened but that was not a healthy relationship <laughs> at all she had to be sleeping at the foot of her bed <laughs> cause she had space issues
0: <laughs> that, uh, aka she don't really like your ass <laughs> I feel like that's me. Like, one day I'm going to be so lonely, I'm just going to give in to some motherfucker. Mm -mm -mm. But not really care about him. I'm just playing. I'm not that cold blooded. Dwight and Karen was hilarious. Wait, was her name Karen?
1: Dwight and uh, Angela. What the fuck? Oh, Angela. Yes. Like,
0: Dwight is just stupid in general. He's a nut. He
1: is such like That's one of the greatest characters. Dwight Shroot. Dwight T. (laughs) Shroot. <laughs> the episode where Jim dressed up like Dwight and then uh, Dwight didn't realize it until he was like, I didn't read <laughs> that was to the crime, Jim Bears beats <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs>
0: Dwight Schrute, assistant to the regional manager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Angela like I said this on Twitter. Like, I was like, Angela's low-key hot as fuck. You gotta look past the character, man. That's just me. I was, that's fine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and I said that, and then Quentin was like... Quentin Lundy? Yeah, he was like, I kind of feel like she would be a supporter of 45. I was like, oh yeah, Ooh, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: and then I started thinking... Who in the office wouldn't be a Trump supporter?
0: Jim and Pam and Stanley.
1: I don't know. Stanley would. Stanley might be with the shits. No, nah, he hated Michael too much.
0: <laughs> Stanley is not with any shits.
1: <laughs> right. Um, Kelly. Kelly wouldn't vote. Ugh, I Kelly. love. I love Mindy Kelly.
0: Kelly is not political by any means.
1: But that's why I think that she would just go with it oh yeah I think she would've been against she would've voted for Hillary uh
0: who would've been against it
1: the four like Dwight is definitely a Trump supporter
0: oh absolutely
1: (laughs) it's Dwight Angela uh
0: um what's the dude's name Hispanic Oscar Oscar would not have been He's way too smart. He's the smartest in the office, I think. Yeah, by far. Especially politically. Mm
1: -hmm. That's why he runs at the end of. Yeah. Um. Toby, I don't know. Toby is so weird. Like Michael's hatred for Toby also was so funny. (laughs) He's like, "Why are you the way that you are? (laughs) I hate so much about you."
0: Hmm. The weirdest part was when uh Toby got in a relationship with the the new uh was she the HR the new HR person? Or she had some new position.
1: It's about Nelly, the Yeah. Man. Yeah. That was weird.
0: Seeing him in a relationship was awkward as hell.
1: <laughs> you know the funny part is he's one of the writers on the show.
0: Is he? And I don't know that. he
1: never wrote for any of his own parts. That's, That's why, pretty cool. Yeah. And That's hilarious. Also, one of my favorite characters is Kevin.
0: Yeah <laughs> Kevin is fucking funny as shit.
1: Kevin's an idiot. <laughs> but he's like such a lovable idiot.
0: <laughs> the way he talks. Oh.
1: Just one time. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is here the actor who plays him, he doesn't talk like that at all. Mm mm. Like this always so crazy. Oh, um, who else is? I hate Andy Bernardo.
0: Oh my god, it was Michael Scott, but exponentially worse.
1: Like the thing about Michael was, Michael was an asshole, but you kind of, you kind of, you liked him. You wanted him to win at the end of the day because he was so stupid that you're like. I just want Michael to be okay <laughs> That's why when he finally got in a relationship With Holly you were like Yeah, yeah. go Michael Andy You just hate Andy
0: I can't he, understand why I hate Andy more than Michael
1: Cause he reeks of privilege
0: Well yeah that And I think he just tried Like way too hard like Michael tried hard But he went like To the moon and back
1: Michael <laughs> Tried hard because Michael had other issues. Yeah. Andy tried hard because he he didn't
0: have anything to lose. Right. For one. Shit.
1: Um, <laughs> there's also with uh, I didn't I didn't like the way they used uh Andy and Aaron like when they got, the secretary to replace Pam. Oh. Which I love Aaron <clears> as a <throat> character. But like what she got with I can't remember to do it in the last season. What is her the, name? She's on uh
0: Nelly Kemper. Yeah, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love that show too. I just started getting into that.
1: Titus is the shit. He
0: is. I did uh her character was weird on the office. <laughs>
1: it was childlike.
0: Yeah, like what kind of mental issue did she have that they didn't tell us about?
1: They I mean, you know, she was in a foster family and grew up like that. And, like, she wanted to be accepted by Michael because she looked at him like a father figure. Mm-hmm. We're talking about these people like they're real <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, also, here's the uh, the thing that people have brought up Was Jim Halpert a bully? Yeah. Does that take a- make him not like it? Does that make you not like Jim anymore?
0: No, because in that setting I feel like I would have been the same way.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you had to sit across the desk from Dwight K shirt.
0: He wasn't like a bully to the extent that it would fuck with you mentally.
1: I don't know. That what he did to Andy that time when he uh <laughs> he put Andy's phone in the ceiling and kept calling it and <laughs> Andy couldn't find his phone <laughs> And Andy punched a hole in the wall. That was kind of like.
0: Well, Andy is just dumb as fuck. So there's that.
1: He justify it. He chose the bully side. I know. <laughs>
0: but mm.
1: The Pam and Jim relationship makes me want to believe in love. <laughs> I know.
0: Somebody told me that I was a stupid for believing that Pam and Jim's relationship was cute. Like, but it is though
1: they, they work together And they have little inside jokes
0: And they were they were honestly the only I think they were the only Relationship that we saw on there That had a real evolution You know what I'm saying like
1: Dwight and Angela
0: Yeah but she ended up being With somebody in between And the way Jim and Pam started Of course like Pam was with what's, What the fuck was his name remember if you hadn't said Roy. rory roy. pam was with him roy. first roy yes pam was with him first and then you know they fell apart and then she got with jim but it wasn't like her and jim were together they broke up she dated other people got back with jim it was it literally started from the bottom and like progressed
1: but you remember jim went
0: to uh oh jim did go and da- he ended up dating karen
1: yeah mm. rashida jones so fucking fine Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah he didn't care he also dated in the first season i forgot about this he dated Amy adams like she played a character in the office but yeah
0: damn i don't remember
1: but that was also one uh pam was engaged to roy yeah um But there's so many classic episodes in the office like the uh, the one that played after the Super Bowl, the one where Stanley has the heart attack oh. and Dwight makes the fire happen and everybody freaks out is <laughs> <It's> always funny
0: <laughs> like
1: oh, this is happening this is happening everybody stay fired <laughs>
0: Stanley,
1: Stanley do not die Barack is president. Stanley. <laughs>
0: the white is fucking hilarious. He,
1: he said, he "Yelled fire in a building." I yelled a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, the office is the greatest show of
0: all time. I need for them to go ahead and bring them back with all the original cast. They
1: don't need to bring it back.
0: Hmm. I can't pick up where they left off.
1: Uh, But you remember in the end, Jim left to move to.
0: Yeah, pursue that little. That sports kid. Yeah.
1: Now, um, here's a possible reboot: Uh, Cardi B as the nanny.
0: What? Where did I? I feel like I just saw that. I sent you
1: that.
0: Okay. I was gonna say, why is that ringing a bell? Um, why? Because
1: it's just something about that. As in,
0: like, the friend dresser. Yes. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> She's just as extra as the nanny name you named friend. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fred dresser,
1: bad bitch,
0: too. Man still. Talk about it.
1: Like, if you, if you hit me, you be like, oh, she fine as hell. But <laughs> you hear that voice, you're like, oh, uh, I don't know. She's still fine.
0: Them nasal passages, though. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I'm Cardi B as the nanny. But would she play herself? Would she still have her accent? Would she still be... You know, extra with the long, sparkly nails, and
1: you pretty much just a scarf dresser. I mean, <laughs>
0: but I'm just one. But I, I'm just wondering though, because that's Cardi, like essentially. So will she just basically be playing herself?
1: That's what makes it so easy.
0: But would it be for a white family?
1: See now you decided to go
0: really real shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the things i said was about co-workers what are some of your experiences with coworkers?
0: man <laughs> she i don't know it's i've mostly been working with women um because i work in the beauty industry so there's way more women than men and working with women is <laughs> it's 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 a test every day.
1: Are you speaking like in general like women working with other women or
0: specifically? Bo, yeah. In general and now specifically. About the women I work with now.
1: <laughs> well I have noticed that it's almost like women. Compete against each other yep. in a way that men don't do. There's
0: a whole lot of jealousy,
1: and I think some of it is is pushed by men, but at another degree, I think that's that's structural, systematic stuff, like a distrust of other women.
0: It it I don't I don't know why it's a thing. I don't want to say it has to do with women's insecurities um underlying insecurities that show after certain things happen in the workplace or what but it's 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 taxing it's it's rather annoying like I think I would rather work with all men honestly as much as men get on my nerves <laughs> at least I won't ever Feel like a man is jealous of me as a woman in the workplace, if, whether he is or not. At least they won't show it because <laughs> men don't communicate or show emotions. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like, and and I don't think people know that I'm a people reader. Like I I read people very well and very easily and very quickly. So I can pick up on patterns of behavior and um, mannerisms and, and vocabulary and put two and two together real easy. So I don't know. Like lately, I feel like I've been dealing with some jealousy at work.
1: For the most part, I, I've never had any real conflicts with any of the people I work with. Also, because I think I'm. Because I'm a middle child, I'm used to having a compromise mm-hmm. and deal with different personalities. Because, like, Maria is so different from, like, Andre.
0: Yeah.
1: And just reading and having good relationships with both is, I think, prepare me to, to never go too overboard. Like, working with coworkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like me and Wendy, when she worked over there, really close. I've known spy forever. Uh I think that's the other part of it, though, that I've known most of the people I've worked with before I worked with them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that helps a little. Um. It can help and it can hurt.
1: it, It definitely can hurt, especially if you feel obligated to do something. And you're like, I don't want to be a, a jerk yeah. about this. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be selfish mm-hmm. for yourself. Well, I wouldn't even say it's being selfish. It's just looking out for you. Yeah. Um.
0: It's okay. But no, I deal. I think dealing with jealousy is the main thing that I hate when it comes to working with women. Because women wear their hearts on their sleeves. <laughs> And I don't I don't really know how to deal with jealousy, honestly, because to me, I'm not going to say that I've never been jealous of someone. But I feel like if I if I ever start feeling like I'm becoming jealous, it means that I just need to work harder. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of internalize that. I'm like, OK, you know what? I can do what she's doing or I can have what she has. All I got to do is work for it. Right. And so that's why I've never understood jealousy at all, but just slick little comments and stuff, just ugh.
1: But I think um, also the way like the way that women like compete against each other or go against each other it's almost going back to the way we talk about the relationship between continental Africans and African Americans. Yeah. Like It's a, it hell even with, through our community, we have a thing of mistrusting other black people. Mm. I think it's almost a similar thing with women to where you're trained or you're conditioned to mistrust other women it's just like uh, the whole thing about when women get mad and somebody was to fix their husband a plate <laughs> <laughs> like that's so irrational but that will get you cut by the wrong motherfucker
0: that's sure. <laughs> true <laughs> don't fix my man no plate um
1: Sorry, babe, I can't accept that plate
0: from you. I mean, I don't I feel like I don't think I I go in with that attitude. I feel like I I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I don't I don't expect women to be a certain kind of way. But then when I do run into the issues, I'm like, ugh.
1: <laughs> this shit. Yeah. But
0: I never I never just expect it out of women though.
1: All over the place, man. <laughs> what else
0: you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> um, did you see that uh, Kid Fury is supposed to be getting a show with uh, Lean Away? Yeah, yep, I
0: think it's on HBO too. Yep, I saw that today on Instagram. I was like, I feel like a proud cousin. <laughs> this is how somebody
1: was saying. <laughs> they said, We got uh, like, it's so pretty cool time to be black and creative
0: yeah and young yeah and i mean kid fury deserves it though like he's he's been putting in work you know on his his brand for a while and then the read just kind of pushed it over the edge and they've branched out from there and i'm just it's it's honestly like inspiring
1: yeah like you can see that if you do put the work in and you stay who you are And mm-hmm. don't change for that That
0: you can be rewarded for it Cause I wanna say he first started like with a blog mm-hmm. And then he got his YouTube channel And then they started the podcast And then they've been doing like tours And then they have a merch line And they hosted uh, an, part of an event at Essence Fest And one of the first podcasts to be You know at a booth at Essence Fest And They've had amazing guests on their show. <laughs> like, they are really out here, and for both of them to um just also be open with being queer Black people, yeah, and and being queer Black people who struggle with you know mental health issues. Mm-hmm. For them to to have this amount of success, it's like damn, like that's what's up.
1: Like when I was younger if I had people like if I had people who you could be like yo you could stay yourself and then like you can make it that look like me like with like decent and mirror even mm-hmm. stuff like that like I think the generation under us is gonna be really impacted I hope so by the the creative vo- the creative and uh, diverse
0: voices mm-hmm. that are coming up